minus 50 seconds. T-minus 40 seconds. T-minus 30 seconds. T-minus 20 seconds. Own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk. The number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. WWT Live, the Monday edition. It does it. See, I said Monday, and it's Wednesday. I don't know what day it is. It felt. It, it really did feel like a Monday. It felt like Extreme Rules was on the weekend. I'm, I'm confused. Anywho, we're gonna find out who the real head of the table is, and some NXT action, etc., and etc. But I'm not alone. I have the professor in the building. Hey, hey, hey. How are you, TK? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I guess I'm fine. I really thought it was Monday. Um, it's, it's, it's just one of those days, I guess. It's one of those days. And we also have <laughs> me. me. Oh, there you go. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How are you I'm doing? doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? You're great. I know. You thought it was Monday. I thought it was <laughs> right. Monday. It's the end of the year thing. I think after Labor Day, yes. you know, we have a couple like three weeks or so. And then yep. um in Canada, they just celebrated Thanksgiving. So there's oh. a there's a oh. there's like a bear, a distance between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm-hmm. But in America, as you guys know, because most of our people who watch the show are American, is that little space. But yeah. after Thanksgiving, it's we're already in 2023. Like, who? Yeah. Like, what are you trying to do? Yeah. So, like, this space between now and Thanksgiving is just like, and I don't know what day it is. I really thought, like, I was watching Raw today, um, just to kind of see what's going on, and I and my mind was like, oh yeah, today's today's Monday because Extreme Rules was just like a few days ago. I'm like, no, trick, mm-hmm. it's Wednesday. <laughs> um, so, so here we are. Um, here we are. Here we are. So with that being said, the top rope. What is our first story for today? Our first story for today is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. We have been waiting for Dwayne the Rock Johnson for how like a whole year. Very I purposely went to um Survivor Series last year. I said, I'm going. It's one of my favorite pay-per-views. I said, I'm going because they were, I felt like WWE was teasing that he was coming to set up this Hollywood rival with our tribal chief. By the way, did you update that picture? The Last Supper? Oh, I I did. The honorary use. you didn't. The honor, you updated the honorary use, but you left me out. I. I see you. I mean, I'm probably I'm probably gonna add it. I'm gonna add two more things. I'm gonna mm-hmm. add Paul Heyman somewhere. Mm-hmm. He's probably gonna be standing off to the side. Mm-hmm. And yes. the rock is gonna be like, you know, um, I was like, was it Teletubbies where they had the little sun with the face? I think I'm gonna uh, so shout out to Clement who's been hooking up with graphics across all, all of my platforms. Um, right. he was the one who created that original one for me in that one um as far as you adding it look let me get in the door first and then, <laughs> let me bring let me bring 
Naomi's not even in. So if Naomi's not there, <laughs> like hey. <laughs> um, so as we know, he is playing Black Adam, uh, the new movie coming out in the DC universe. Um, and he's on a, a run right now, and he basically was interviewed on E! News, The Rundown. Uh, and while he was promoting it, the interviewer asked if who really, who did he think really was the head of the table? I can uh, play that. So I love wrestling. Answer this question. Go. Who is head of the table? Who is head of the table? Without saying any names, you're looking into his eyes right now. So are you confirming that you will challenge Roman Reigns at the next WrestleMania to get that title? I am not confirming that at all. No, no, I am not. <laughs> Though I'm going to get a text from him after he watches this. Do we like the idea of you taking the title from Roman? I love the idea of a WrestleMania. And I'm <laughs> close to a lot of people there, but very close to one in particular who we've talked about this. So I like it. There's just, there's so many other variables that have to come into play, but I'm a fan because I'm a promoter at heart too as well. So I'm a fan of promoting an event and what could that be? So I love WrestleMania and I love that world. Answer this question. Go. Who is head of the table? Who is head of the table? Uh, he definitely should be a politician. Right oh my God. He worked that out so well. He avoided, but he answered, but avoided the question so many times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I get it. I feel like the last time he performed in the WWE while he was doing, um, you know, his main job, which is being a blockbuster superstar, I think that he got hurt, right? And so it, he doesn't want this to impede all of the progress that he's made, which it will never impede, in my, in my opinion. Folks have said if he were to ever come back and he wrestled and he, you know, it's going to stop him if he gets hurt. I personally don't think so. He's got so much money and he's got like a team of people so like around him. 50 though. It'll pick up. He 50 though. He's 50, but he's, but he's not a normal 50. It. Don't cold he's, did it. Okay. Well, he's, he's not a normal 50, but he's okay. Just say, you know, we're, we'll apply the black don't crack on him. We'll put him at 40 something. But right. still, you know, and, and trust me, I I have been advocating for this for a long time. Yes, um, the story behind this is is, is amazing. There's so many layers. One, um, even if they were to implement a Jay Uso into this whole um, story, which I think you can't have the story come without a Jay layer to it. Mm -hmm. um, I think it would be more theatrical than it would be physical, in my opinion, because their lineage just go back so so far that um, his arrogance, the 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 you know the, the usos, the 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 mind games that happened before he submitted to Rome, like it, there's just so many things that you can just like slip into this story where it doesn't completely have to be so physical. It can be. It can be almost like mainly dialogue and mainly like um, more so like submissions um, going around the ring, but going around the, the stadium, but more so like um, not necessarily like hitting each other where mm -hmm. he would, you know, risk hurting himself, but more like diversion. I think that's what I'm, that's the word I'm looking for. More of a diversion. Um, so that you can protect. Yeah, they're not going to be at head to head. Um, we have JD yeah. in the chat saying Dwayne uh, goes where the money is, and I doubt a movie will offer him as much uh, a slot headlines as WrestleMania. Well, here's the thing: uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson owns seven bucks. He That's pays right. himself on That's multiple right. levels. That's right. He pays himself as an actor. He pays himself That's as right. a production uh, company, and I'm sure there's like three or four other jobs that he pays himself. So right. I highly doubt um, WWE has the amount of money to pay him and what he pays for one movie that doesn't even do great in the box office. Like mm -hmm. he has set himself up and his ex-wife has helped set himself up to a point where it's just money's on top of money's on top of money's. So, I mean, yeah. it's- it's Shout it's, out to Danny Garcia. Awesome. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Danny Garcia. The partnership that they have um, as, um, you know, ex-wife and husband, 
I find it's extremely commendable that the fact that they were able to build such an empire together um, and, and rise each other up and support each other throughout whatever it is that, you know, they, they, they've gone through um, and what they've been able to build together and separately is, is tremendous. And furthermore, I personally think that he would be, he wouldn't be coming to, it wouldn't do anything for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It would do more for the parties at play, which is yeah. Roman, which are the Usos, even Paul Heyman, Solo is coming up. So him having a part in that it is a big deal. So I think it's just like Brock allowing Bobby to go over on him. That is a big deal. You know, that will make Bobby, Bobby is, is, is powerful already, but to say that he beat Brock Lesnar, he is taking that beast title away from him. And, and, and I think that's where, um, that's the added value that the rock will be bringing to this match. If he ever shows up. If he ever, that's the, that's the caveat. And, and I have a problem with the Usos and I love me some Usos, trust me. But mm -hmm. how did Usos and Solo, there's three of them, mm -hmm. right? Like they brothers. Like, I mean, you, you, you have your cousins, your cousins yep. family too, but right. it's your brothers. Like right. how, how, how are they allowing Roman to just disrespect somebody within the house? You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, a, it's a different thing when there's a whole family and then you, the, you, the cousin, like. TK, I was mad. I'm just kind of I was like, mad. Oh. I don't know if y'all saw my tweet on Monday, but I was like, could you imagine if I let some op just come in my house and disrespect my people? And now it's three to one. You know, Sammy ain't doing nothing. Sammy's just going to cross over. And then even just, I, I think, I think no disrespect. The writing is great mm -hmm. right now. Triple H, what Triple H is doing is wonderful. However, they need like, like the old school black mom to just, just, just correct a few things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Ray Mysterio and his son, like how, wait, what? Like nope, nobody else from the family's gonna come and they just and, gonna and allow, check this. allow that to check me, boo? Remember, who gonna check me, boo? Like, well, The Rock is gonna come check, trust uh, There's just, you know, they just need somebody's mom to just, just be like, they just need to check with her. Like, would this happen? And if it does, what would be the, like the, the outcome? I always kind of felt like Tamina was a great um, because she she came in with the Usos because um, she was kind of like not necessarily a valet, but she was like their manager when they first debuted. Right. I thought that she was going to be a part of the bloodline by now. At the very least, you know, I, you I felt know. like I felt like Naomi should have been a part of the bloodline at the very least um, to give that uh, that piece of a dine, like, but I don't know if that's down the line. Who knows if that's down the line? You know, this is super long term. We've been watching Jay and Roman for two years and the layers and layers and layers that are on their relationship right now, as it pertains to this storyline, it's not over. It's not over. But you know what's what is over? The rock. We're gonna have to put the rock in the box. Um we're putting him in the box. We're wow. Putting, we're putting, we're putting, and, wow. And I don't want to. Um I, wow. I as you can tell, we can all speak about the rock and um, you know, the the bloodline and the Simone dynasty for an hour. I like yep. we we could easily. However, yep. um, it's not about we're not sitting on on the couch of one of our houses just having a conversation. We're we're here to talk. <laughs> so as far as me just being the producer that I am, uh, we will we'll put <laughs> the rock in the box for now. So I'm just gonna give you guys one more time to see the the Simone Dynasty as it possibly will happen, and you know that story is going because we don't know. Yeah. Like he he did an amazing job as far as that video answering the question. He's gonna tease us. Was it amazing though? Huh? Was it amazing? He didn't answer he the question. Amazing. He was amazing at teasing. It's like yeah. having the cute guy who knows that he's gonna get it, but he's teasing like he's not. Like he he was good. He was just leading us on, and we're now well, talking about it. And, and let's and that's, there are two there are two things at work. First of all, there's no way that the the rock is never going to give that away. So that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. Um the second thing, notice this. 
there have been a couple very recently mainstream interviews. Uh, the interview that Helwani did with Triple H when he asked him mysteriously about people like Sasha and Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt mm-hmm. and and Braun Strowman. And then he turned around and asked Seth about Bray Wyatt. And mysteriously, almost all of those people mm-hmm. have made their way back. But they all spoke about them like, well, you know, maybe if one day, perhaps, not for sure they're signed and they're on their way in. So they're not going to give anything away simply because what we've been seeing over these last few months with people just popping up or whatever, it's worth the pop. So there was no way he was going to ruin that. He's absolutely coming back for Mania and I'll put him back in the box. Okay. I mean, just think about it from a woman's perspective. It's like you go on the date, you're on several dates. You already know from the first date what was going to happen, but you just mm-hmm. can't put it out there. Like, it, just, <laughs> like this, it doesn't, it doesn't, you can't just this say, This is oh, news to by me. The way, by the way, just so this you know, is on news. 9, 10, 20, that it's going to happen. You can't put it out there. So that's right. exactly what The Rock did to us. I was looking for the right analogy, and I thank you. Thank if you for giving me the only. time for it to. That's exactly what you are very welcome. You are very welcome. He's back in the box officially, officially for today and tomorrow. Uh, But what do we have? What do we have next? Well, you say he's in the box, but he can't go in the box until after this because he is responsible, along with seven bucks, for a show called Tales from the Territories, which had episode. There you go. That Exactly. Another check. Right. So he's responsible for uh, Tales from the Territories, which had its second episode last night. Last night's episode talked about Andy Kaufman versus Jerry Lawler in the Memphis Territory. Episode one talked all about the Memphis Territory. So the uh, rank, the ratings for this one, it pulled in one hundred thirteen thousand viewers, which actually is just barely down. It's just slightly down uh, Mm -hmm. from the previous week which um, had somewhere around 117,000 viewers, if I read it right. No, I got it wrong. 113,000 was last week. 111,000 was this week. So dropping 2,000 viewers is not a bad deal week over week when week one was the debut. It was a great, great episode. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out on Vice TV because uh, they talked all about the massive war between Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler. And I'll tell you, if people don't know about that feud i don't know about really oh really oh wow so okay so before we had cliff notes before we had the days of you know all of these hollywood folks coming Mm -hmm. into pro wrestling really andy kaufman kind of led that particular charge Mm -hmm. back in 1982 Mm -hmm. and uh, what's interesting in in what they talk about last night on that show was he initially approached vince mcmahon senior Mm-hmm. wanting to come into WWE and just simply have a match against women because he built himself as the intergender wrestling champion. He loved wrestling, so on and so forth. Vince Sr. didn't see the value of it. But Bill Apter was in the room from Pro Wrestling Illustrated and said, hey, I got some guys you can call, put them down to Memphis, and the rest was history. They made all kinds of business happening there. And then everybody talked about, of course, the big show, where they were both on the David Letterman show and uh, Jerry Lawler, you know, literally smacked the taste out of Andy Kaufman's mouth. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kaufman came back, cussed like a sailor. Nobody knew it was happening. Not even Andy and Jerry Lawler knew. Like, it's (laughs) it's incredible. And to see the dedication of Andy Kaufman to the pro wrestling business is really something quite major. Jerry Lawler talks about the fact that Andy Kaufman's parents legit hated Jerry Lawler and did not meet Jerry Lawler until Jerry Lawler uh, was in the Andy Kaufman movie, which was literally like four or five years ago. And it was there where they 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 told him we hated you all this time because we thought you were trying to break our son's neck. He never broke kayfabe at all, ever. Interestingly enough, he also never cashed a check from Memphis as well. Because really? he simply he did it for the love of the business. Pretty amazing stuff. So check out uh, Tales from the Territories, Episode 2, Andy Kaufman, Jerry Lawler. Incredible episode. They're doing great work over there on Vice TV and at 7 Bucks with a guy whose name is in the box. In the box. Wow. 
Yeah. Boom. That's fantastic. Is, there, is, it, is it gory or is it watchable for? It like, is not. It is not gory. There is okay. no blood involved. So you what can was the absolutely first one? watch this. So the first one was about the Memphis Territory. And kind of the key with the Memphis Territory is how they really wanted to present things as very, very real. Okay. Um, what was different about them is they actually ran live wrestling on Saturdays every week. And then they had a show at the Mem at the uh, Mid-South Coliseum drawing 10,000 people every Monday night. So it was we had to do something different. We had to do things authentic. Uh, but what was crazy, and I won't tell the whole story, but there is a, another territory who was mad at Memphis. Mm -hmm. So they literally sent somebody down on live TV who came into the ring with that's a knife. That's when, yeah. that's when I was like, I'm good. I yeah, it was, it was, it got wild. Mm -hmm. It got wild. So as to not gross TK out, go back and watch it. Um, yeah, that first like, episode oh. is, yeah, the first episode is actually on Vice's YouTube page if you don't have Vice TV. So you can check it out. It's, it's fan. It's on Hulu too. It's, the it's a, yeah, it's on Hulu, on demand. It's on the Vice TV app. It's great stuff. Wow. Great stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. And what now, a wonderful what time in the territories. That part. Uh, I'm glad I wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> what do we have next? <laughs> do you want to take this Dustin Rhodes story, Mimi? Um, if not, I can grab it. You can grab it because I All didn't right. see the Dustin Rhodes. I knew that it was Dusty's birthday yesterday. Well, it indeed it was Dusty's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday to the legendary Dusty Rhodes. Meanwhile, his oldest son, Dustin, uh, is now considering the next step in his career. He went to social media, and this is what he had to say. He said, quote, man, old age has caught up to me. As much as I push myself beyond my limits, I can honestly say I am doing some heavy thinking about the next step. We all think we can go forever with new batteries, but time comes for all of us. Undefeated. Yeah, time. Father, time is undefeated. Now, Dustin mm -hmm. Rhodes really does more coaching these days than he does wrestling. And okay. his last match on TV was at Rampage on August the 26th where he battled Claudio Castagnoli for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Dustin Rhodes is 52, and he's been wrestling now for 30 years, which mm. is quite amazing if you consider that. And uh, some would argue he's actually in the best shape of his life now, uh, better than he was in times past. So Dustin is considering retiring. Um, I would say he's had a really solid career, a uh, fairly influential name, obviously. Mm -hmm. We many will argue perhaps the best time in his career ever was his introduction as Gold Dust, mm -hmm. um, where he really changed the game on a lot of levels, probably way bigger than he or anyone else ever imagined. Yeah, and so uh, certainly he could be very proud of his career if he did choose to hang up the boots. But as we talked about with someone else whose name is in the box, it's really hard for some people to just hang up the boots. When you've been doing this, in this case, for the majority of your life. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. shout out to Dustin Rhodes. Yes. I know. So <laughs> it's it's like, a um, mighty big box right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of um, folks that basically like have been doing it all their lives and they love it and it, it they find it hard to hang up their boots. I read Daniel Bryan's book. Mm -hmm. it, it, by the time I was, I finished reading the book. I felt like when his time is up, he's not going to be ready. No, it's no. going to be so difficult for him. Yeah. He yeah. loves this business mm -hmm. to the core. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when people say it and when you kind of like see it, like he walks the walk, he walks that life. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I admire him. And um, funny enough to switch right back. I saw that Claudio match with Dustin, and that was a, in my opinion, I thought that that was a great match. I mean, Claudio, I, I, I think Cesaro is amazing. Mm -hmm. I won't call him Claudio, um, oh. but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So I think it, it, he's amazing, and I missed watching um, Goldust. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's a new layer of. We'll take him out of the box quickly. It's a new layer of wrestler where um, I was actually speaking to somebody else who's actually currently at WWE. There's a new layer of wrestlers that's coming there that they're, for lack of a better word, smarter. 
meaning yeah. that they have an end game. They know what their end game is and they don't want to be in the ring until they're 40, 50 years old because mm-hmm. it's also the longevity of your body. Like you're putting all yeah. those bumps, even though you're you're healthy at 40, 50 years That's old, right. your That's body right. 10 years later be like, all right, bro, we, right. we have done all that we can. That's Whereas right. you have the older wrestlers who, like you didn't have the advent of social media or gaming right. or all these other, like, you know, all these other avenues to make money. That That's was right. not easy, but if you just apply your mind to it, like you could still wrestle, you could still have a full career and then have businesses on the side. So yeah. I think it's, um, it's just a different, it's just a different era yeah. now that, you know, you can, you could still do something that you love, but then also right. know that, all right. Uh, one day it's going to come to head and, and or I just want to do this um, when I feel like it versus right. having to do it, which is a big difference. Right. too. Um, and that's why you got to make stars. You've yeah. got to help bring them up. You know, it doesn't make sense for Roman and the Usos to be where they're at and not make somebody else. You know, that's yeah. the purpose of it. They can't wrestle forever, but especially the way the Usos wrestle. I feel like. I think their time is going to like, they're going to, they're feeling it right now. Cause they're hitting that. They're almost 40 a, a little bit, right? Like a couple of years. And it's when you continuously the bang, 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 like it takes a toll and um, you've got 30, a, 37. Yeah. It takes a toll. You got to save yourself for the second half of your life. So I, I think you're right. And I, and I commend him for saying, you know what? 52 it's time. Oh, Roman Reigns is the same. Oh, that. Yeah. Okay. They're like triplets. They're that, like triplets. Yeah, that dynamic. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can kind of mm-hmm. see I, that dynamic is very interesting. They're yeah. the, they're all the same age. And mm-hmm. uh, he, they he, grew up together. Yeah. He's yeah. A they all older. together. Like they did they everything. Born, yeah. They were born in August. He was born in May. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Casey in the chat. Shout out to JD in the chat. Shout out to Stephanie. Um, shout yeah. out to Cliff. Um, I think JD said Jericho needs to write a book. I think he does have a book. He has a couple of books. On, on, on yeah. Career, but I think he I does have them too. Yeah. Yeah. He has a couple of books out. He did a recent book oh, about a year or so ago that mm-hmm. he just put out talking about his matches and his career and things of that mm-hmm. nature. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. It was good too. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Ooh, well, who, who do we have next? <laughs> Well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll rock on. So, you know, all these rumors about WWE, which I just have to say, it is hilarious just how quickly the mood can change. You know, mm-hmm. three months ago, four months ago, all the talk was who's going to pop up in AEW. Mm-hmm. Ever since Vince McMahon has left, all the talk is who's going to pop up in WWE. And Definitely. so one of the latest ones that they're having questions about is Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona, of course, spent quite a bit of time in WWE uh, and did not have nearly the kind of career as mm-hmm. he has had since leaving the WWE. He's won the GCW World Championship. He's won the NWA World Championship. And now the rumors are out about perhaps he and his wife, Chelsea Green, returning mm-hmm. to WWE. So he's made a statement. And here's what his statement is. He says, quote, being the star of the last match musical, host of the major wrestling figure podcast, and the 13th best wrestler in the world, of course, referencing PWI 500, keeps me very busy. However, I'm always ready for any opportunity. Mm-hmm. So he didn't exactly say no, mm-hmm. which is very interesting mm-hmm. considering that he's currently not really signed anywhere. Anywhere. Mm-hmm. Anywhere. So he has the freedom to just show up almost anywhere as long as the deal makes sense for him. I think he has managed to do what uh, I think Kurt Angle, not Kurt Angle, Drew McIntyre showed us, what Cody Rhodes showed us, is that you can leave WWE and raise your stakes and raise your stocks, and then all of a sudden become Mm -hmm. very, very valuable to WWE and come back in and really do some big things. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll say to, I'll say it'll be interesting to see Matt Cardona in. I think he could really do some interesting things. Obviously, I don't think he'll come back in as Zack Ryder, um, but I do think it could be an interesting run for him. My biggest memory when I think about this is going back to uh, 
a certain event that happened the day after SummerSlam with someone whose name is in the box. But on that particular card was a certain killer cross who literally six days later showed up on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. So being an independent wrestler right now, not being signed anywhere again, much like someone else who's in the box, he's not going to give it away and say, yes, I'm on my way to WWE. He's just going to give a real open answer. Mm-hmm. Real open answer. So he's always ready. Maybe he and Chelsea will show up. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. What I do think, though, is Triple H is smart. Mm-hmm. I don't think Triple H is interested in signing everybody back who left. I think he understands yeah. there's a mistake in that. You have a cap in terms of how many people you can push at one time, how much right. real estate you have on television. Mm-hmm. So I'm not necessarily looking for him to sign Matt Cardona per se. If he does, there'd have to be a reason for it. And right, right now, WWE has still a lot of new toys that we're enjoying right now. Yeah, so right. Uh, we'll see what happens with this one. I'm yeah. glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because I don't want to have to say what was in my brain about oh. Mark and Matt Cardona. What was oh. in your brain? I mean, <laughs> you, you put I, it I out there. I don't, I don't think he's part of the real estate, but that's just me. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we have Casey in the chat saying it's especially uh, I'm especially happy for Chelsea Green as she goes back to WWE since her career there had uh, stopped due to injury. She's actually injured again. And right. um, oh my I, God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what's in your brain. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things where with, with Chelsea, Chelsea. Oh, I mean, I think Taya had a great run in NXT and it just was kiboshed. Um, yeah. I feel, and you know, Taya did come back or did after she was released, she said, you know, nobody told her how terrible it was at WWE, but I think with this new, you know, regime, Taya and Chelsea provide Chelsea stays injured free, um, would be great. However, I think Chelsea, because she gets injured often, mm-hmm. that might be something that WWE is going to look look at closely um as far as Matt Cardona yeah you never know shoot like take 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 the check but again like you were saying Mimi we don't want them to be like AEW where everybody's getting seen a sign of AEW and they're not being used WWE is not necessarily like that as much I think they're trying to utilize everybody that they have on the roster now um so you know I think they're gonna go back to the one was it either one or two times a year that they let go let go people after Wrestlemania one in October something like that um versus all May yeah yeah the the April one and that time yeah yeah Yeah. so. so you know we'll we'll see what happens with that but I'm not really um like okay, so here, so here's the question: Who do you think definitely should be brought back as like not not a, a highlight like the guy that we put in the box, but as like they 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 will benefit being in WWE as far as storyline. So do you think there should be anybody else added to the roster, other than also the two ladies that are out of the roster but are technically still signed to WWE, so they don't really count because they're in a box. Because yeah. they're in a box and they're still signed to WWE too. Right. As far as we know, there has been no yeah. thing of them let being let go. So right. you know, so technically they don't count. So who's not signed, fully independent, they're on the indie scene or with another promotion that you feel like they should be signed to WWE? Or do you think WWE's at a cap right now as far as like they're good? I think they need Cesaro back. Hmm. Hmm. I think Cesaro fit the mold. It meant, I literally did never thought that he would ever leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that too. I agree with mm-hmm. that. He is, when I think of WWE, I think of Cesaro. I don't think of Claudio. But I didn't watch Ring of Honor, so I, can't, I don't have anything to compare it to. Even um, when I watch him now, I feel like there's shades of Cesaro. There are people that are built for specific places, in my opinion. I always thought that Cody Rhodes didn't belong in AEW. He belonged in WWE. It made sense. When he debuted, it felt good. Right. It felt right, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Bray coming back, it was right. Mm -hmm. He's a a massive creative. Yes. And he needs 
the the canvas he needs to be provided a canvas for him to have the resources for him to push this character through whether it be the fiend whether it be bray wyatt whether it be you know his the wyatt family whether it be um not the fun house but maybe like a creepy house or um a swamp he needs to be able to really immerse the what's going on in his head on this clean canvas and I am yeah. all for it. And, you know, um, WWE is that place that can afford him that. I don't think that, um, I think Daniel Bryan is a type of person that he loves the, he wants to rebuild and build people from the ground up because that's how he was um, trained. He was trained like no other trainer. And so, you know, a trainee, I should say. and. He wants to give back to the business. That's one of the reasons why I heard he didn't want to get the title the last time that he went for the title, like that long pay review. What was it? Um, the big one, All Out. Mm -hmm. Did mm -hmm. he lose against uh, Jericho? Was that what? Well, that was he, the he, one, right? Yeah, he lost in the match against Jericho there. So yeah. there were like remnants that um, he was okay with it because he didn't, he really didn't want a title belt. He just wanted to help folks or whatever. Um, he's been helping Jade. I believe that that's his spirit. So mm -hmm. that's a that's a great place for him. But Cody and Cesaro, Andrade, they are WWE. You know, they were rejudged within the WWE to make them a little bit more elevated than how they came in. You know, so I really want him to come back. <laughs> I mean. With Andrade, mm. and you know, it, and you know, this is a, a a way back to like my after buzz days. I'm all for a good couple matches. Like we already know, like they're married. I don't believe everybody should debut as a couple, but I should. Mm -hmm. I think there should be sometimes a storyline, especially if they've been there for a long time. That like, mm -hmm. hey, like we're married. We're gonna do some stuff. Um, I mean, the fact that you know Charlotte's married to Andrade, and we already know that the father who's in the box. Um, he's going to make an appearance. Um, we just don't know when. So I feel like that's a storyline built in itself uh, um, or as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think, yes, those, the people that you named definitely should. However, no, because like the story, I feel like we're at, we're, there might be one or two more storylines, but I feel like we're at capacity as far as stories for WWE that we can follow that don't, mm -hmm. that, you know, I, I feel like Triple H is going to keep the, the, he's going to follow the story through. Whereas some stories we've gotten where they just like, you know, fizzled out. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like there's the stories that they are, are building now, they're mm -hmm. big enough to carry that we don't need to add anybody else right now. Um, and I didn't so, mean for them to add to, to the stories. It's like Seamus, right? For example, Seamus. Seamus, you, the role that Seamus plays is he is kind of like a fixer, in, if so to speak. Um, when the whole Roman situation with the uh, five minutes and five seconds and whatever, that, that 15 second uh, mm -hmm. uh, at TLC, he helped bring Roman to that stage. He's helping the 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 brutes get to where they are. I think that Cesaro is that guy to help people get to the next level. I think Andrade is a story guy. There's definitely a stuff like with them and this new uh the mask faction that just uh uh, uh Legada del Fantasma, yeah. which yes. I love. I have oh my god love them. Some what they can do with that is mm -hmm massive you know what i mean and he can do it by himself against this one faction i believe that something could come out of that um so it's more so um on the cesaro side it's more so um and i know a lot of them don't like that they don't like to just help people they want to be in it but i feel like he's somebody that a lot of the young cats can learn from well we will see what happens i'm sure triple h is not listening to anything we say <laughs> um, unlike, unlike his father, who was, um, you know, because I, I believe some ideas are stolen, which, you know, it is what it is. Yep. Good. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. That's that that is the great thing about like you were referencing, Professor, with the mm -hmm. interviews and people not saying yay or nay. 
and right. you know people you know just just leaving it as it is and for us to have conversations and still not know because mm -hmm. for all the reports that say we've heard backstage that blah 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 like it's probably 15% correct it mm -hmm. that much like, you know, for all the reports that we see that this person's coming at this person's coming back, we don't we don't know. Um, I think I think there was a report that said both the two ladies who are currently signed, who haven't been with WWE for a long time. I think there was a report that was saying they're going to come back for extreme roles. We didn't see none of them. Um, so, you know, for all the reports that are being said, we just don't know. And that's the exciting part that we're in right now with wrestling and Triple H. So kudos to him for that. Um, what else do we have next? Well, you mentioned people coming back and uh, one of the people that made a shocking return last night on NXT was Sonya Deville. Yeah, Sonya Deville, the uh, former official at one point for SmackDown and Raw, then became an assistant, showed up last night on NXT to, of all things, help out Toxic Attraction. And, of course, the story there is interesting because, of course, she and Mandy Rose were longtime tag team. She acknowledged that, you know what, at one point they were at odds, but that's still her best friend. And she will come and help her best friend whenever her best friend needs help. And so she helped out Toxic Attraction last night. She's actually scheduled for a match next week against Alba Fire on NXT. So it seems to me that with all of the moves that have been happening, there are moves happening to NXT. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those moves in Sonya Deville, which I have to say is actually a good move. Yes. It's a very good move. Here's yes. the thing. So both Sonya and Mandy, they became friends, of course, as part of the show Tough Enough. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mandy ended up having a very small time in NXT, short, short time before she ended up on the main roster. Same thing for Sonya. She did not spend a lot of time in NXT at all before she ended up on the main roster. And I think one of the things we're learning is that that time in NXT, uh, if you are brand new to the business, is very, very beneficial. And mm -hmm. so Mandy has managed to go back, have an amazing career. Perhaps Sonya can do the same or somehow be involved with toxic attraction as she is right now. But her main roster run, particularly in the last year or so has not been anything memorable. So I think this will be a good move for her. She gets to somewhat have veteran status uh, and certainly make a, a move in that women's division to kind of, again, be another heavy to help Mandy wouldn't be a bad thing and who knows maybe we finally get the decent match between those two that we kind of expected to have during mm -hmm. the pandemic we might get to have it for the women's title who knows all kinds of options are open but uh yeah with all the moves that we've been talking about it's moves to nxt which actually helps to balance this whole thing out that wwe's got going on so shout out now, to sonya deville now before you say anything mimi this brings us to our next segment Hello's. Win, lose, or draw. So with that being said, Sonya DeVille's career, we've seen it over the last couple of years. Do you think, and you kind of hinted to it, Professor, do you think that this is a win for her by going to NXT? Do you think it's a draw? That it's just like either, yeah, we, we've seen her, even though we were very angry with her. I think I'm speaking for the both of you, but let me know if I'm wrong. Very, <laughs> very angry with that storyline with Naomi. But we were all talking about it extensively. Uh, so do you think it's a, you know, either way it's a draw or do you think it's a it's a loss for her being in NXT? Because, you know, for for all the possible storylines, she might get drowned out by Mandy because Mandy is now the top ish. So what do you guys think? I do not. I think this is a win for her. I think she has been out of the ring for a very long time um, and she's been maybe like how many matches has she had since she lost her job as um, an official? Maybe two or three. Um, I think this will help her flex her muscles a little bit. I think that her speaking has gotten so much better. Um, she's a great heel because we hated her. Um, so now it's time to get those muscles flexing. I love the roster bobbing weaving through every single brand because the young cats are learning 
you know, they're mixing and mingling and creating stories in, in, in one in one house and then going to their homes and folks are following. I love it. I think it's an absolute win on both sides. All right. Uh, I actually think this is a win as well. Um, I think this is a win for for uh, Sonia because Sonia um, really hasn't been the same since she had that issue with the break in in her house and they took her off of TV to kind of settle mm -hmm. that. Then she came back and spent all this time as an official and then she finally got into a match, a whole thing with Naomi. Like it has just not been memorable at all. Her going to NXT and siding with Mandy and Toxic Attraction, still the top thing happening in the women's division in NXT, puts her automatically at the top of the food chain. Um, and that's an exciting thing for her. Here's what's crazy. NXT uh, has women's tag team champions in, uh, I, I keep calling her Casey Catanzaro, but she's got a new name now, uh, Caden Carter and um, Katana, right? But nobody thinks about them as the tag team champions. You still think about Toxic Attraction as the women's tag team champions. They have run roughshod over that women's division for the last year. And now adding uh, Sonya to that is a win for Sonya. I think it helps Sonya more than it helps Toxic Attraction. Because Toxic mm -hmm. Attraction really doesn't need the help. Sonya needs the help. So mm -hmm. now she can come into this group. And I think there's some interesting stories that can happen. What will the on-screen dynamics be like once Mandy shows up again and those two are hanging together? Will the yeah. rest of Toxic Attraction get jealous? Will Sonya get jealous because, wow, I always thought I was a star and now Mandy's a star with her own faction. Like, you've got built-in stories there, yeah. things that will make her matter and will make us want to watch. So I think yeah. this is definitely a win for Sonya Deville. So Casey saying in the chat, uh, draw as of right now, she was used poorly on the main roster. If we aren't talking about her authority character and her going to NXT, could be a chance for her to flourish, but I'll have to see. I actually agree with you, Casey. I think it, I think it is uh, a draw, meaning that kudos to her, despite the fact that she wasn't wrestling, she still, you know, was, you know, in the storylines. We had some type of emotions to her. Um, however, we don't know how it's going to pan out as far as storyline. We do know Triple H or Papa H is in control of all of creative, but, um, you know, it's one of those things. I don't know if you're familiar. I'm, I'm, I know you guys are familiar with, with Tyler Perry, but Tyler Perry writes all his movies and shows. He yep. writes them all himself. And, yep. you know, no shade to him. I, I love the fact that he's given the example of multiple streams of income. However, yep. some of the shows like you need you 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 need help like even when god was doing everything in seven days he did the men the woman he had animals like he didn't just put one man by yourself like look just mm -hmm. figure it out do it you do it just do it on your own so um i've i you know it, i hopefully and again we don't know i think i think i think triple h does help have help but we don't mm -hmm. know as far as how far they can change up the creative and how that will how that will look so i, I think well, he does have a help in, in a guy called Shawn Michaels, who's uh, the vice president of creative working mm -hmm. down there in NXT. So I think mm -hmm. that's certainly helpful for him. And mm -hmm. um, obviously we will see what all of this pans out to be. But uh, I will say that Tyler's last movie, the one that was on Netflix, uh, Jasmine's Blues. Oh, yeah. I saw is really good. Is it's it? the totally best. different from his his his. his you don't movie. even know it's a Tyler Perry movie. And you a know lot why. of his content has been like that lately. So you don't good. know. You want to know why? Because he wrote that one before he even started Medea. Exactly. That's actually a really old script. Exactly. And so he said he, he wanted to he wanted to get to a point where he now calls all the shots because you sell a script to somebody else, then mm -hmm. they can you know make certain changes. Yeah, he wants sure. to get to a point where he can call all the shots, and he can make it the way that he wants to make it. So that is actually a really old script. I think That's I think amazing. we might actually see a lot of other things that he's had on the back burner. So he waits till he has, you know, he, he can do anything he wants. So right. yeah, again, no shade to Tyler Perry, but I'm just saying. No shade, shade you know, shade. <laughs> after after you get you get stuck in your ways. Like that is, that was an older sure. script. So now yeah. like the newer stuff, you know, we 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 we've seen it. And you can only have so many takes, but that that's yeah. a whole nother conversation in itself. Um, what do we have next? 
Uh, so, so what? <laughs> what's what's next uh, is Monday Night Raw. So, what you always want to have, obviously, you want to have a great lead into your premium live event, but then you also want great things to happen after that. Well, Extreme Rules was massive. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And the fallout on Raw spoke highly to it. Of course, Raw had its season premiere this past Monday night. And, of course, it was going up against Monday Night Football and the like. But it pulled in 1.824 million viewers, which is actually about 230,000 more than the week before. Mm -hmm. That's a massive oh win. It's one of the biggest numbers that Raw has seen in a long, long time. And considering that it was going up against uh, Monday Night Football, that is pretty massive. Plus, oh think about all the things that happened on there. You had uh, Brock Lesnar show up. You had a new U.S. champion crowned. You had the surprising return of Gallows and Anderson, which mm -hmm. I was shocked. Shocking. <laughs> I'm uh, like, I just saw you guys on New Japan. Mm -hmm. And apparently um, Anderson's going back to do a show in New Japan as well. So I don't know how New Japan and WWE work this deal out, but that's a forbidden door we need to consider at some point. But you mm -hmm. had that going on. You know, you had the, the DX celebration. You had Roman. When we saw Road Dog, which we talked about extensively on Monday, too. <laughs> Road, yeah, yeah, and and uh, Billy Gunn did not show up. We were wondering if he would or he wouldn't, but they did make ref the reference to Billy Gunn, though. Did you guys catch that? Brilliant, brilliant. You had the head of the table, you had the bloodline, like it was a stacked show, oh, and mm -hmm. uh, everybody, of course, was also wondering where Bray Wyatt would show up. Um, we saw, of course, things about him, but it looks like he's officially going to be a part of the SmackDown roster. And um, so we'll be seeing him Friday night, which should be fantastic. But yeah, a big lift for Raw off the heels of Extreme Rules. Oh my yeah. God. I mean, what a great lead in, right? Um, Extreme Rules was that, cause you had to hear, you had to come back and see like what else was going to happen for, mm -hmm. it was QR codes for weeks at yes. a time and glimpse of this person here that who's behind the mask. I cannot wait what to for what he is about to do. I cannot yeah. wait. I can't. And I think too, DX brought in all the people who were, I mean, we referenced what it was at Kane's date. She was asking who was who who was still wrestling? Right. Anyway, She's asking if Stone Cold was still wrestling. Yeah, like I, That's I what think they always ask. Yeah, yeah, I think DX for the people who kind of grew up in that era and then they stopped mm -hmm. watching it. I think mm -hmm. that kind of brought in another crowd too that wants to see them. Yeah. Shout to Xbox. Xbox looks amazing. He really does. Um, so so shout to him for you know mm -hmm. like he was on when I when I was working with him he was he was like there but it's like he took it. I don't know what's what's in the water with these fifty year olds. I don't know if Xbox is fifty, <laughs> but he might. Yeah, I think he's inching close to. It. I don't know what's in the water or who's whispering in their ears, but they're taking they're taking like a whole another level. The guy from Law and Order, Chris Maloney. He yes. did a new pick in People Magazine, and he's sixty something years. Like I don't know with all these zaddies floating around. What's <laughs> that's that DDP yoga? That's that DDP yoga. That yeah, I'm a massive fan. I'm a massive fan of DDP. Yeah. So. Yes. Anywho, uh, Mimi, did you say you got to go, right? Yes, I got to catch yes. my ferry. We don't want you to miss the ferry. because Please yes, don't miss I'm not getting on nobody's train. <laughs> no. When you come to New York City, I hope, Stephanie, you didn't take the train. By the way, met Stephanie. Absolutely love Stephanie. We had a awesome. sisterhood little moment. Um, we had a great night watching Extreme Rules together. It was absolutely amazing. And that panel that you guys did was... Shout out awesome. to you guys. Definitely. So catch me on Turnbuckle Talk Tuesdays, 7 o'clock, Twitter Spaces, Black Wrestling Tomorrow, the hottest chat on a Thursday night. And I love you guys, and I'll see you soon. All right. Thank you. All thank right. you. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 So I think this might this next story will might, might be added to Heal of the Day. Can we give him Heal of the Day, maybe? Yeah, I I, I think this might be the lead into Heal of the Day. Okay. Heal of I, the Day. <laughs> so who do we have for Heal of the Day?
you know, it's one thing to be a champion. It's another thing to lose your title. Then it's another thing to just get kind of bitter about it, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, uh, Shane Strickland, swerving our glory, you know, former AEW tag team champion, uh, went onto a podcast recently, and uh, he suddenly was not a fan of some of these lists. Now, you've got the PWI 500 and all these other lists, but one of the really popular lists is the BRP 50, the Black Wrestling Podcast 50, where it really uh, yearly looks to kind of itemize your top 50 African-American wrestlers in the business. Here's what Swerve had to say. Oops. It's a disrespectful thing. You're putting like, it's almost like, to me, that 200 hip-hop albums yeah. list from Rolling Loud. I'm like, you should not be putting like, uh, freaking Nas at 24. Like, right. they need 24 hip hop albums are like better than Illmatic. Like, you right, know what I mean? Like, right. so you're putting like Big E at like 12. I'm like, name me 11 that are like, <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? You know, like, that, so you're saying it's not just about you. Like, you it wasn't a like, me thing. Yeah. Like, and that's what, and that's what, like entitlement came in mm -hmm. with the people behind it. Like, oh, he's disrespecting this. I'm like, like, the black culture in for us. I'm like, well, I do more for this black culture than you ever. Wow. So wait, why did you want off the? Why did you want off the list? Um, because it was just like they're putting people like way ahead that first for one just had a pay per view, just started getting buzz, right, right, because right. he's popping now and starting to simmer. He's right. not on fire yet. He's just starting to simmer and get theirs. Okay. I'm not putting people's names specifically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. But there's these people, they're putting like male and female. They're just starting to simmer and mm. get noticed, get the mm. eye out there. And you're throwing them ahead of people that I've have been, been laying a laying a been, right. yeah, who won yeah. at one at WrestleMania. Like who been, WrestleMania main events. Yeah. <laughs> who won at who won Oh, so do you want to speak more to that? Yes. Yeah. So so here's why that's interesting. First and foremost, um, the criteria that's used for the black uh, for the BRP 50. First of all, it is uh, done within a year's time period. Remember, we, we've talked about lists before. Mm -hmm. Criteria are super important. Um, so the criteria for this is obviously they look at a year's worth of work. They look specifically at uh, timing, which is May to May. Uh, they look at win loss rest record titles held, TV time, in-ring acumen, and overall impact. Um, they also include, you know, commentary and insight from a lot of other podcasts and other people that are involved um, as well. And then they publish their list every year, ironically, on Juneteenth, which makes a whole lot of sense. So with his claim of, you know, Big E being like number 12 and that type of thing, I thought it'd be kind of cool to bring to you the actual most recent BRP 50 so we can either prove or refute Swerve's claim. So he said, and you heard him say that Big E was like number 11 or 12. Well, actually on this list, Big E is number four. Interesting. Makes what, sense. What is he going off of? I have no idea. He was well, talking about, he mentioned uh, women that might just be getting hot. Well, Jade Cargill is undefeated and she's number three on this list. Bobby Lashley's number two. Bianca Belair is number one. Um, you know, some other people in the top 10. I don't know if he has issues with Sasha at number five or Carmelo Hayes at number six. Maybe, maybe he doesn't like Starks at number eight. Um, or Chris Bay at number 11, or Dante Martin at number 12, or maybe he's not a fan of Swerve Strickland at number 19. I don't know. But what I will say is when it comes to these lists, I think what people have to understand is the lists are not designed to create competition amongst Black wrestlers. That's not the mm -hmm. case at all. Um, it is a scenario where you are honoring the work of these particular wrestlers. And so it's almost like, you know, Chris Jericho, you just made the list. I think you should be glad to have made the list. And given the last year that Swerve has had, I mean, think about it. Swerve was the North American champion in NXT during this period, but it was certainly not a memorable reign. He lost that title fairly quickly. He was part of a group, obviously. The group got called up to SmackDown. And then mm -hmm. shortly after that, he was released. Then he comes into 2022 and he's doing some independent things. And in March of 2022, he debuts in AEW. And this thing is from May to May. Right. So 
did Swerve have a top 10 year from May of 2021 to May of 2022? Absolutely not. Top 20, he got in there. And so mm -hmm. I just think that to have this kind of statement about a list that actually publishes what their criteria are. And then when we look at the list and you said Big E was number 12, but he's really number four, then where are we staking these claims? And so I just think, you know, it's kind of a heelish move in an industry where we're all trying to stick together and we're all trying to benefit and help each other. Trying to tear folks down really isn't the move particularly if you're going to be inaccurate. Now, you know me and you know what we do. We like to be accurate around these parts. So mm -hmm. if indeed Big E was number 12 on a list when he had won a world championship, okay, we could take issue. But he was not. He was number four. Makes sense to me. So with that said, Swerve, Unfortunately, sir, you're the heel of the day. But really, you've been getting used to being a heel anyway. So I don't think this will really bother you a whole lot. You're heel. Heel of the day. <laughs> um. So we have Sandman saying Swerve won the Defy Defy Heavyweight Championship from Christopher Daniels. But did um, he do that from May of 2021 to May of 2022? That's the question. Right, and then with the criteria. Um, I mean, was it memorable and all, all the other stuff? Um, I mean, the, the thing with these lists, whatever list it is, the list that they, they don't state the criteria, which we've talked right. extensively about, the list that do state their criteria, we can even go beyond wrestling and talk about the Oscar list and all these sure. other uh, lists and stuff like that. A lot of it is, you know, you try you try to be, be uh, well, if it was recent, then it wouldn't count. Um, yeah, if it was yeah. recent, it wouldn't count because the list, this particular list is ranging from May of 2021 to May of 2022. So right. that might make him eligible perhaps for the, the next, next list. Year. And his run with AEW, he probably right. will be, but he said he doesn't want to be on the list. So we'll see if they honor that. Um, okay. But, you know, his run with AEW, Tag Team Champions, all that stuff, that's that's going to count towards the list for 2023. So we'll see what happens. But on the on the flip side, at the end of the day, it is it is it is a list as as, as somebody I'm sure you've been on it because we've been in the game for a while. So somebody who's been on lists, somebody who somebody who's been left out of lists, mm -hmm. um, somebody who's been in the middle of the pack, somebody, like it, at the end of the day, it's like, oh, well, it's great that you talked about me. Oh, you forgot about me. I'm still going to do me. Um, yes. Checks still need to get cashed and I'm going to make sure the money is still growing on the trees. And um, to that, and to that part, none of these lists add or take away from your checks, right? To me, it's very similar to most of the award shows. Very few of the award shows actually add money. They don't come with a check, mm -hmm. right? It might allow you a winner. You can add that to your title. But, but that's what I was going to say. It, it will allow you to perhaps raise your asking price mm -hmm. in some of these cases. But these lists aren't the type of thing. Like, you're not going to put on a resume to get into WWE. I was on the BRP 500 or I was on the PWI 500, right? Like, you're not going to do that. So I think, again, to go on a podcast and get this worked up about it says that it actually matters to you. Because mm -hmm. if it didn't matter to you, you wouldn't have anything to say about it. All right. Well, with that being said, we have one last thing we want to talk about. Uh, we had a great interview, so go and check that out on our oh, website. Yes. And she, oh, you, you can do the intro because you, you are way you've seen her in action. Absolutely. So I'm really excited about this. Uh, Shalance Royale, wrestling's musical diva, has done a great interview with uh, WWT. Blah, WWT. Women's Wrestling Talk Pod. It's a great, great interview she did with Santana. And uh, you'll have to check it out. Now, I've had the pleasure of seeing Shalance. I know her. She's a great, great personality. Uh, trains at the Nightmare Factory. Is doing things all over the country, working with OBW and Battle Slam and other places. She's a great, great story. Uh, she's definitely somebody that you guys need to know. Her and story. she can sing. Yeah, her story when yeah. like the the no car and 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 practically homeless and yes. still making it work to wrestle yes Ooh, it, it, it's it's uh i i mean it, it's powerful yeah it's really really powerful and it talks about really the determination that you have 
if this is something that you really, really want to do. And, um, you know, she has just gone through so much, you know, in terms of, and, and it's things that people don't often think about, you know, challenges that African-American women have working in, you know, Southern states where they still don't all, you know, what you bring to the table versus look at your race body or what have you so lots of great things about Shalance royal check out the interview website www.talkpod.com and i'll uh, i'll put it in the chat for you guys to see it yeah um but yeah definitely great interview shout out to santana for um conducting that um but with that being said that marks a close to wwt live so uh where can everybody find you you can find me, of course, at Bonnerfied on all of the aforementioned platforms. Of course, here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Commentary with Southern Honor Wrestling. You can check that out on IWTV. We just had our four-year anniversary this past Friday. Uh, this Sunday, I'll be working with uh, Championship District Wrestling, which should be a lot of fun. Some big things happening there. And then we're getting ready for Battle Slam at the end of the month. Battle Slam Thriller, which should be exciting. First title defense for the Icon World Champion. Baron Black and some other super cool things happening as well, including the debut of Abaddon. I'm actually very, very nervous about that. She frightens me. So with all that, yeah, it should be very, very interesting. So again, follow us at uh, Bonnerfied. And definitely check out those interviews and our articles at www.talkpod.com. Go and check out all our social media, www.talkpod. Uh, today is Wednesday, so we have our AEW after yes. show. So definitely check that out. Tomorrow we have um, our NXT after show. We have our Impact after show. And we have Creep Squad after dark happening tomorrow. So definitely check that out. You can check that all on our um, any anywhere. Just put in Women's Wrestling Talk and you will be able to find us. Other than that, you can... Um, other than that, you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Thank you guys so much for watching WWT Live, the Wednesday edition, and supporting Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.